right. And now we come to children's time. So I would like to invite our children and the young at heart to come forward at this time. Folks that can sit here. All right. Hey, y'all. Got our young at hearts right here. So today we are starting a new worship series, and it's called Summer at the Movies. And Pastor Caroline is going to be preaching, and she is going to be preaching from The Sound of Music. The movie, The Sound of Music. Who has seen The Sound of Music? Who hasn't seen The Sound of Music? Oh, y'all need to tell your mom and dad, say, I want to watch The Sound of Music. It is such a good movie. Okay? And so there's a particular song that's in The Sound of Music that Pastor Caroline is going to be uh, referring to, and it's called I've Got Confidence. And I wonder if y'all can share what you think the word confidence means. Yeah, Wesley? Believing in yourself? Yes, Bennett? Okay, okay, all right, yes. When you believe in yourself, yes. So, okay, Cooper? Were you going to add something to that? Yeah? Well, let me ask you this, okay? So, when you believe in yourself, okay, and it's usually, it's usually confidence is when we believe in ourselves to either learn something new or accomplish a goal, right, or learn a new set of skills. Does that mean that... <clears throat> We think we've got it like that. No. Why is that? Yeah, Bennett. It takes time. It takes time. And, and sometimes um, when we're wanting to accomplish a goal or learn something new or learn new skills or something, what else can be going on? It takes time. Some of what... I wonder what we're feeling inside sometimes. What, okay, when y'all take the star test. You didn't? Who here took the star test? Yes, Bronwyn. So, did, when you started the star test, did you have confidence? You did. Um... Did you feel anything else besides confidence, too? Fear. Yeah. So a lot of times when we start something new, even if it's taking a test, or when we decide to even learn something as simple as tying our shoes or something like that, sometimes we've got some fear and what I like to call trepidation, where we feel kind of all jiggly inside. All right? I want to tell y'all um, a little story. 
um, that I think helps describe this. Um, so when I was about 13, 14 years old, I was in ninth grade, okay, and uh, my dad was a minister of music. He was like a kitty, okay, in the church. He directed the choir and the music and all that stuff. And my mom uh, was, uh, she did anything that was needed. She sang in the choir. She taught Sunday school. She played the organ. She volunteered at the church all the time. And so um, she was very, very active. So one day she comes up to me and she said, actually it was after supper one night, okay? She said, I need to run some errands. Why don't you go, why don't you come with me? And I knew then something was up, but I didn't know what. So we got in the car and she said, I'm glad you came with me because I wanted to talk to you about something. And I said, what is that, Mom? And she said, well, I've decided to go to seminary. And I said, what is seminary? And she said, well, it's where people who want to be pastors go to school. It's graduate school for people who want to be pastors. Now, in the church in which I grew up, and actually in many churches at this time, when I was 13, 14 years old, we didn't really see women wearing robes and stoles and preaching like Pastor Caroline or myself. It was, it was men that did it. And so my mom told me she was going to seminary to learn how to be a pastor. And I looked at her. I was quiet for a little bit. And I said, can you do that? And she was quiet for a little bit. And she said, well, I'm not sure, but I have confidence that God is going to be with me while I do this. So there's something about having confidence, and we heard the scripture earlier about having joy, all right? And when we have joy in God, it's God that gives us the confidence to do the things that we are called to do, okay? But even in spite of our fear and, and our trepidation and feeling all wiggly inside when we're not quite sure about something, God is with us, and God will give us the confidence to do new things and to follow God's call. Yeah? So, as y'all start your summer, and y'all start all kinds of new things, maybe you're going to go somewhere and go on a cool hike or something like that, or you're going to come to camp and you're going to meet new friends, God will give you confidence to have a wonderful experience with that. All right? Okay, let's say a prayer together. Grab a hand. Okay? All right. Dear God, God, thank you for loving us us and being with us every day. day. We love you, Lord. Lord. Amen. All right. Y'all have a good week. What will the future be? I wonder.
It could be so exciting to be out in the world, to be free. My heart should be wildly rejoicing. Oh, what's the matter with me? I've always longed for adventure, to do the things I never did. Now here I'm facing adventure, then why am I so scared? A captain with seven children, what's so fearsome about that? Oh, I must stop these doubts, all these worries. If I don't, I just know I'll turn back. I must dream of the things I am seeking. I am seeking the courage I lack. The courage to serve them with reliance. Face my mistakes without defiance. Show them I'm worthy. And while I show them, I'll show me. So let them ring on all their problems. I'll do better than my best. I have confidence they'll put me to the test. But I'll make them see I have confidence in me. Somehow I will impress them. I will be firm but kind, and all those children, heaven bless them, they will look up to me and mind me with each step I am more certain. Everything will turn out fine. I have confidence the world can all be mine. They'll have to agree. I have confidence in me. in sunshine I have confidence in rain I have confidence that spring will come again besides what you see I have confidence in me strength doesn't lie in numbers strength doesn't lie in wealth strength lies in nights of peaceful slumber when you wake up wake up it's healthy trust I leave my heart to. All I trust becomes my own. I have confidence in confidence alone. Oh, help. I have confidence in confidence alone. Besides what you see, Thank you for blessing us with music this morning. And if I may, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. When I learned that we were doing a Summer at the Movies sermon series, I was so excited. And the first thing that popped into my mind is I have to find a way to preach about Fred and Ginger. And I started thinking about all the Fred Astaire, Ginger Roger movies. And how could I possibly make that into a sermon? But that only lasted about 10 seconds. 
Because then I froze and I went, no, I get dibs on Sound of Music. Um, now, ever since, this is a song that I wanted to do, the I Have Confidence song, because I have a story to tell you about that song. Um, but every time we would reference it, sis and uh, Randy keeps breaking into Climb Every Mountain. <laughs> He's going to sing that for y'all at the senior lunch today. But this song um, came again into my life because... Uh, Bennett came home from school one day and talked about music class and started talking through do, re, mi, fa, so, la. Except when he was saying it, I think he got the names out of order a little bit. So, of course, I broke into the do, re, mi song and my children looked at me like, what is mom doing? And I realized that my children did not know the do, re, mi song. And that is just an essential childhood experience in my household. So, went home and downloaded the soundtrack from the movie, and that soundtrack and the movie have now been part of the regular repertoire of my family. Uh, But I confess, it's not just the kids that listen to it. I listen to it when they're not in the car. And it was about a year and a half ago that I was leaving a meeting up here at church. And I was on the way home, and I get to about North Garland Avenue and Walnut, and this song, I Have Confidence, came on, and I rose because it wasn't julie andrews it wasn't maria it was the holy spirit just nudging me in the gut and saying this is a word you need to hear today and i proceeded to listen to it repeatedly an embarrassing number of times on the way home and the next day the reason this so nudged me and spoke to me that day has to do with my understanding of ministry. And all of us gathered here that are baptized Christians are ministers of the gospel. You have a ministry to share. And mine has always been with children's ministry. I knew that from the moment that I changed careers, that it was about children and children's ministry. And the best way I knew to live that out most faithfully to what God had called me to do was through the order of deacon in the United Methodist Church. Now, deacon in the Methodist Church is a little different than our Baptist friends across the street. Um, In the United Methodist Church, we have the order of elders. And um, I will let them speak to their own understanding of that calling. But to me, it's the calling of a shepherd and all that a shepherd entails. For me, the order of deacon is about service. The reason we have a diagonal stole is it reminds us of the towel that Jesus tied across as he washed the feet of the disciples. And deacons serve in all sorts of ways. Children, youth, music, um, food, justice, working with the homeless, accounting, sports ministry, you name it. Some of them are in the church and some of them are out in the world And it's a ministry of service. And that was what I was ordained to, word, preaching and teaching, and service. And for me, that was kids. And I was excited to learn that. And I've been excited to do that with joy and help me and the church and our children go richer and deeper in what our understanding of ministry with children is. But there's always been that feeling in my gut That if all I do for all of my days 
is to help us have a better vacation Bible school and Sunday school teachers every Sunday. I have not done this faithfully. Yes, those are important and needed and formative in the lives of our kids, but there's got to be something else to it. And I guess early on the time wasn't quite right for me to understand and know that yet, and so that feeling has just sat down here in my gut. But I'm a left brain person. I'm a head person. And so, you know, that gut feeling just stays down there and hangs out as we're planning and doing and doing administration. And then something happened, as it usually does. In 2012, the church, the United Methodist Church, had general conference. Sometimes an odd way for the Holy Spirit to work, but there it was. (laughs) You might have heard about General Conference lately because we just had our latest one in 2016. But in 2012, the General Conference expanded our understanding of the ministry of the deacon to include word, preaching and teaching, the good news, service, compassion, and justice. And when I heard that compassion and justice, that feeling in my gut went, yes, yes, that's it. That is what I've been trying to put my finger on. Here it is. The church has proclaimed it. And this is how I'm going to continue to live out my calling. And that's what my gut said. And my heart and my head screamed and went, what? I mean, compassion and justice, two thumbs up, good things. But I don't know how to do that. What am I going to do? They're going to think I'm a fake. They're going to think I'm a fraud. I don't know where to start. I don't know who to talk to. Where does the And the list kept going of all those fears just jumbling in my heart and the questions running through my head because I felt like I had no clue where to begin and yet was deeply convicted this is what I needed to do and where the church needed to go. And so through the words of Rogers and Hammerstein, God said, what will this day be like? I wonder. What will the future bring? I wonder. I've always longed for this. I've always dreamed for this. What's the matter with me? And then, her dancing like mad down that lane, kicking up her heels. Sorry, Mary, I wore the wrong shoes to kick up my heels today. Proclaiming, preaching faith till she had faith. I have confidence. And saying, yes, if this is what God has called me to, then yes, God will show me the way. There will be people in our congregation, in our community, in our church. The Holy Spirit will continue to nudge to say, yes, this is the right path that you are on. And this is the ministry to which you have been called. Now, I want to put a pin in that for a little bit because I know I've been talking about my own personal story. But you all are here in worship today, too, and you are not exempt from this. Because there are gifts that you have. There is a calling that you have. There are ways of service and leadership and praise that bring you joy in your deepest places in your soul. And they are unique to you. They are unique to you. And those fears play out in our hearts, in their heads, every single last one of us, of all the reasons why we can't do this. 
Because sometimes those things that bring you joy, that you feel called to, that you feel challenged to, are not the things you get to do day in and day out. And yet, there it is. And so I give you full permission and invite you to hold that as the image in your head as we go forward with the service this morning. A little later on, I realized, this is Senior Sunday. Ah, oh, how perfect. How perfect. Are you ready for an adventure? Uh, I I remember my senior class, and um, there might be more categories than this, but I can roughly split the graduates into two categories. Those who are crying and, I'm going to miss you guys, and I don't know what And those of us who are going, see ya. You identify somewhere in there? Um, I will tell you that without fail, both groups of people, both of them, had these moments. These moments of, here I go, I am out of here. And then that little moment at the fence, oh, help. And those of us that were still standing outside the Abbey door going, do I have to leave? This wasn't my plan. Do I have to go? And the reverend mother saying, you're going. You're going. This is where God has sent you. And knowing that God is on the road with us. As I was considering the movie and this song and also the fact that we're blessed with so many seniors and their families this morning. And I was considering a scripture that really spoke to this, it was a little challenging to find one because most of the scriptures they recommend for Senior Sunday are, um, for lack of a better term, a little preachy. I never liked being lectured to. Oh, when I got in trouble, I used to get lectured to. And my response was to sit and hold my breath and give the stare until the lecture was over. But here in Paul, I hope we don't have a lecture, but a word of encouragement For all of us that are setting out on a new venture. And here in Philippians, I mean, this whole letter of Philippians, this is a community that Paul loved. This is a community he had a good relationship with. You know, they had their challenges and their struggles, but this whole letter is really to encourage them and to bless them and to send them forth. And in these short six verses, what stood out to me the most was this message about perhaps what keeps us from having that confidence in our journey here and going forward. In these short six verses, Paul expresses a message of peace about four times. You know, we pay attention when things get repetitive in Scripture. Four times. In six little verses. Now, a couple of them might not be real obvious that this is a message of peace to begin with. The first one was there in in verse 5. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. Well, when I first read verse 5, that was a bit of a snoozer. I mean, gentleness. Are we just going to be boring? Are we going to be like fuzzy, soft little kittens, cute and gentle? I don't think the word as it's translated really gets to the heart of what is there that Paul wrote. If we go back to its original language, this word gentleness is a gentleness of spirit. It's a gentleness of our soul 
with one another. My spirit is going to be gentle and forgiving and open towards your spirit and your soul rather than being harsh and unforgiving and strict. We're going to have a gentleness of spirit with one another. Tell me that isn't a foundation for peace in our families, in our workplaces, in our world. The next one in verse 6, do not worry. Oh, which made me immediately go back to the gospel of Luke and do not worry. Consider the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, how God cares for them and of how much more value are you than the birds, than the lilies of the field. Don't let that tape distract you in your head about all of your fears and the can'ts and the won'ts and the, oh, I don't know. Because when those things are right here in front of our eyes, they consume us. We can't see the larger vision. We can't see the road set before us. That confidence gets swallowed up because we're just going to focus on all our fears right here. But Paul reminds them, don't worry. Do not worry. That doesn't mean there won't be challenges. As Pastor Valerie said, with her mom going into ministry, it didn't mean there wouldn't be challenges. I mean, this woman's about to go into a house with seven children who are going to put frogs in her pockets and make her sit on pine cones and sneak out the window in the middle of the night to see a boy. There's going to be challenges. There's a sea captain who was lost on land. There's going to be challenges. But here, Paul says, do not worry. Do not worry. Why? Why? Why not worry? We continue. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. You have the children's song playing in your head yet? I've got the peace that passes understanding down in. Mm -hmm. Where? (laughs) Down in my heart. The peace of God. The blessings that God wants to give us. The peace of God. And that peace, that peace way down in our heart so that we can say, ah, I have confidence. And say it again. And say it again. And say it again. Until we start believing it. Now the fourth time Paul talks here about peace is in um, this verse 9. The God of peace will be with you. And at first I thought maybe the translators got a little mixed up because over here we have the peace of God and over here we have the God of peace. But that's intentional because they're two different things. Paul is saying it's not that just that God is going to bless you as you listen to this urging in your soul, in your gut. It's not just that God is going to bless you with peace, but the God of peace goes with you. You don't walk this journey alone. The God of peace goes with you all of your days. Now, having said that, knowing that deep peace, we have Maria dancing like mad down the lane, proclaiming this confidence. I want to state and make a claim, and if you want to, debate this after church, we can, but just go with me for a minute, that this confidence that she is proclaiming is not a confidence of vanity. 
This is not a confidence, as we know from watching the movie, in her own abilities or in her experience. I think it is fair to say, I mean, she has just come from the Abbey. She has come from the Abbey where she was ready and willing to pledge her life, her service, her love to God. But Reverend Mother said, no, you're going to go out into the world. I think it is fair to say that this confidence that she's proclaiming is her confidence in her identity as a child of God, as a child of light, as God's child that God has sent on this mission, as Randy's going to sing about at the senior lunch. It's a confidence that... I don't know where this road is going to lead. I don't know what is going to be behind that gate. I am making this up as I go along. But I have confidence. I trust my community that has loved me and supported me and encouraged me and sent me down this road that they are the people of God and that this is God's mission, that this is God's work. I have confidence that this is God's work. That I am a child of God, a child of light. And so I go. I go where God sends to see what there is to be faced. I was thinking through where the end of this message might go, and I got stuck for a little while. Because so far, we've really been talking about your experience with God, right? You and God, how God is speaking to each of you and living that out faithfully. But the conviction that I came to is that we can't stop there. It can't just be about Caroline and Randy and his lovely voice and our graduating seniors and our new daughter in the faith and their individual understanding of their calling. This has to be about us. This has to be about the people of God that gather together to worship and to serve. To preach and teach the good news that we do together. To serve as the body of Christ. And for us collectively to hear that call to compassion and justice in our world. Because the call on the church has got To respond. The people of God have got to respond. And we have so faithfully. We have wonderful ministries. We have faithful people. We have wonderful education. And missions. Um, the, The list of missions this church does is enormous. But it is a new day. And God is calling us to those ministries of word preaching and teaching in a new way, to new ears with new voices, to serve in ways that we haven't imagined before, and to do that ministry of reconciliation with that gentleness and openness of spirit. And this is where I lean on the people of our church because I need to know what the next step is. I don't know about you, but I want to somebody to blaze that trail for me and show me how to do those ministries of compassion and justice In our community, so our church isn't just that building with the angel outside. I want to know how to do that. And I'm so thankful for the people that do lead the way in that. And for Pastor Valerie, who brought us the Luke 4 initiative that shows us 
how to work with a broken world, faith-based community organizing. How in the world do we do that? And bringing that model to us. And then for those who have responded with joy to that, Brandy Bender and Chris Bender, both in their own ministries, um, showing that conviction for working, working with the homeless children in our school district, for working with our interfaith ministries in a community that is not known in the national media for having interfaith ministries, How do we be those places in our community, in our world, that are places of compassion and justice and peace? That is where God is calling us. Because we are called to be the church. We are called to be the church. To celebrate God's presence. To love and serve others. To seek justice and resist evil. To proclaim Jesus crucified and risen our judge, and our hope. Thanks be to God. Amen.